Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is connecting to God by avoiding judgment. And now, here's your host, Roland Trujillo. Welcome. My name is Roland. The program is called Shedding Shackles. Today, I want to talk to you about connections, connectivity. You know, that's kind of a big deal, isn't it? To be connected to people. You all, we all understand that, don't we? What it is to be connected to people. Well, what you need is to be connected to God. That's right. Connecting with people. Maybe that's your problem. You're too connected to people. You're too connected to people. You're too dependent on them. You're too much of a people pleaser. You look to them for everything. And when they don't give you what you want, then you resent them. And then when you resent them, you feel guilty. And when you feel guilty, you try to be extra nice and serve them. Then they take advantage. Or you're so clawing for love, so clinging that they run from you. So people become your problem. And you get all entangled with people and what they do and what they say and what they don't do and what they don't say and what they didn't do. See? So there has to be a way of living with people so that you can be friendly and do business with people and be a mom, dad, husband, wife, so forth, neighbor. But not so that you're, so that you're not entangled with them so that it doesn't become codependent and dysfunctional, and so that you're not secretly judging them and hating them. Now, a lot of people have a problem with judgment. On the surface, they smile, but underneath, they're judging. And why? Well, because someone in their past disappointed them, or took advantage of them, or hurt them. And now they look at other people that resemble in some way the one in the past and judge. they watch for, for that to appear or they think it appears and then they hate them. It's a secret, it's a nasty little secret game and it's very dysfunctional and it ruins relationships. So if you want to have good relationships, if you want to have good connectivity with people, then you have to learn not to resent them and judge them. Because the more you resent them and judge them, the bigger problem you're going to have with them and the harder you're going to try. And the more you try, the more resentful you'll become when you don't get what you want out of it. And it gets worse and worse. So let's just set that aside for just a moment. And let's talk about connectivity with God. That's what you need. And it begins in a very simple way. It begins by becoming still, learning to become still and sit quietly. That's what it begins with. And it learn, it begins with getting out of your thoughts. Now you're lost in your thoughts. See, the problems that you've had with people, and let's be honest, that's what it boils down to, doesn't it? 
getting back to people again. See, that's your problem. You're just totally fixated to people, loving them, hating them, lusting them, being angry with them, judging them, feeling guilty. That's your problem. If you're like most people, that's your problem. And so it begins, it begins usually when you're a little child and you resent your dad because he's not there for you. He lets other people do things to you or your mom nags you and screams at you and your dad sits there and doesn't say anything. And your dad was sort of a good guy in some ways, but he, sh he needed to be stronger. He needed to be, to be more like the Moses of the family, the George Washington of the family. You needed him to be strong and kind and loving. And he maybe had some of that in him, but not enough. Your mom was too much for him. The world was too much for him. And you saw him fail at home with your mom. She resented him. And you saw your mom suffering, so you either sided with one or the other, probably with her. Everyone resented dad and hated dad and blamed dad. And then perhaps there was a divorce, and you know the story. So it started there, and then it started at school when kids were cruel and teased you, put you down. It started when you resented other kids that had more money than you or nicer clothes than you or a nicer home than you or they were smarter than you or they were prettier than you and you resented them. And it just went on and on. But let's put all that aside now. And let's talk about connectivity with God because that would solve your problems. That would solve your people problems because if you were connected to Him, then you would discover how to be in the world, but not of the world. You would discover how to live with people. You would discover how to be a true friend and how to love people in a, in a right way. You would discover how to relate to people properly. It all begins with connectivity to God. I'm a man with a microphone, so I, people ask, no, I don't have a church. I do not have a church. All that would do is cramp my style, and besides, I want to set you free. I want to set you free, not tie you down with more church, more doctrines, more obligations, more labels. People say, I'm a this or I'm a that, or I'm a that or I'm a this. All it does is divide you up from the commonality, the brotherhood and sisterhood of humankind. That's all it does. I don't need any labels. I'm just a person. And I open my mouth and I talk. And if what I say strikes a responsive chord, then that's good. So were you connected to God, then you would know how to relate to other people properly. Look at Jesus. He was connected to the Father. And because he was connected with the Father, he knew how to help people and how to be with people. He helped them, didn't he? Instead of using them and secretly hating them, he helped them, you see? So that's what you must learn how to do, to be with people and not hurt them. One time the Dalai Lama, he, he said something very nice. 
they asked him about uh, about relating to other people. And he said, help the people. And he said, if you can't help them, then don't hurt them. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah, well, what do you think you're doing when you're secretly resenting people and judging them? And then when you feel guilty and then you're too nice to them and spoil them, they, see, you just can't get it right. Now, but you know that. We, we don't need to go over that again because you know that. You know that your problem began with people resenting your dad, resenting your mom. You know that you resented other kids and you know that you resented your boyfriend and your husband. You know all that. So let's just put that aside for just a moment and let's focus on become uh, about finding connectivity with God. And I said that it begins with learning to be still. And it also begins with getting out of your thoughts. Oh, that's what I was going to say. You see, all those thoughts that you have now, all of your worries and doubts and fears and thinking back on the past and what she said and what he said and what they did and what they... See, thinking back on all of that, doesn't that also stem from your people problems? It does. And the more you resent other people and hate them, the more you become entangled in the world, the more the world gets into you. And then after a day of activity, you lay down in bed at night, you can't even sleep because your mind is whirling and whirling and whirling with what happened during the day. See? You wake up in the morning and then right away you start thinking about problems. Oh, I've got to do this and that and this is wrong and that's wrong and how am I going to do this? See? So your past is intruding into your present. And the biggest part of your past that's intruding into your present are people problems. So we come back to connectivity with God. If you could learn how to relate properly to God, now how would you do that? How would you learn to relate properly with God? Well, it begins by discovering the fact that you've been playing God. See, you can't relate properly to God if you're playing God. That's right, playing God. How? By judging people. That's right, and secretly judging people and hating them and having contempt for them. See? But especially secretly judging them. That's playing God. See, judgment is mine, say, saith the Lord. See, God is both a king and a judge. So he has the right to be honored and worshipped, and he has a right to make judgments. But you're not God. But you play God. You want people to worship you. You want people to admire you. You want people to think well of you. You want your will to be done. And then when people don't do your will, or when they don't think well of you, then you resent them, and you condemn them. See, you become a judge, and you condemn them. Now do you see that you're playing God? So you've got to stop doing that. You've got to stop. And you're not going to be able to stop until you can see that it's not good. Now, how can this pride of yours, you get up on your high horse and you secretly judge people or have contempt for them? That's right. So how is that pride going to be humbled? Well, you just simply have to see that what you're doing is not so good. And 
You have to learn how to be still so that God's light can humble you. See, if you could become still, then you would become aware of uh, of the inner light from God that shines. And in that light, you would see the truth. You would see the truth in that light, and it would be humbling, see. But not only that, but you would be chastened. That's right. But you would see that the light is true, and the light is honorable, and the light does not lie. God's light does not lie. And you would have respect for it, and it can't, it can't be manipulated. And you would have respect for it, perhaps respect for it the first time in your life. Have true respect for something. And then it's okay to be humbled by the light. When you see the integrity of God and he, the light that he sends, and when you see his love, he hasn't given up on you. You've quit on people, haven't you? You've given up on them. You threw in the towel and said, oh, he's no good. She's no good. He's never given up on you. He's still there, knocking at the door of your mind, saying, hey, with what now feels like conscience or intuition, it's wordless. It's God's light. Welcome back to Shedding Shackles. Shedding Shackles is supported by contributions from listeners like you. To view our many free resources and make a contribution, visit SheddingShackles.com. There was a very nice man who was a pediatrician. His name was Dr. T. Barry Brazelton. Some of you may know him. He was a very nice man. He was uh, at Harvard, and he was a pediatrician. And he wrote uh, some books and made some videos about raising children, and especially about little children. And one of his books and one of his movies or DVDs that's so good was called Touch Points. Touch Points. Well, that's what you need. You need touch points with God. Now, the touch of God, St. John of the Cross. St. John of the Cross, a true mystic, he talked about touches. He was trying to find a word that would describe the, the delicate, the delicate sensation, the delicate sense of God's presence when God touches the soul. He called them touches. So what you need is to be touched by God. And you need touch points where you communicate with God. It's very important. So how are you going to find those? Well, may I recommend that you learn how to be still and get out of your thoughts, because now, see, your thoughts represent the corruption of your entanglement and your resentments and your hatreds and your guilts. It has to do with people. Your thoughts represent that. So you must learn to separate from them and just observe them. Now you see you're entangled. First you became entangled with people who you hated and resented and wanted something from and then felt guilty for hating them, and so on. You became entangled with people. But then the entanglement with people led to entanglement with thoughts. 
which are the remnants or the extensions of, let's put it that way, the extensions of your people problem. But what I want you to see is that your people problems and your thought problems, worries, doubts, and fears, and so on, are extensions of the fact that you have lost touch with your Creator. So, you've been lost in the world like Alice in Wonderland. You must refind your Creator. May I recommend that you learn to sit still? I've made little meditation. It's so beautiful. I made a new four-part meditation. I can't tell you how beautiful it is. You might listen to it. The first part is free. You can actually listen to the first part free, which is very, very nice. It's beautiful to listen to and even better to practice. Beautiful to listen to. Even better to begin practicing the art of becoming still so that you might experience the touch of God. We have a lot of free resources for you at SheddingShackles.com. For example, my most popular YouTube video right now is How Brother Lawrence Found God and How You Can Too. Check it out at SheddingShackles.com. Did you know that my most popular book is The Myths and Mysteries of Marriage, a spiritual and practical look at relationships. My favorite chapter is How to Forgive and Forget, The Myths and Mysteries of Marriage. Check it out at Amazon.com or SheddingShackles.com. For over 25 years, Roland Trujillo has been helping people shed the shackles of unhappy memories, consisting of upset, hurt feelings, and negative emotions that bind them to the past. Over the years, many people have listened to and benefited from Roland's positive message. Perhaps you, too, can discover the secret to becoming free from the past and moving forward to live a new life of joy and purpose. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. I'm talking today about refinding your Creator and experiencing the touch of God. That would be the most wonderful moment of your life. But you know something? He's always been there, but you haven't recognized Him or His presence. Maybe you can remember when you were a little child. Let's say you got angry at your mommy. You got very angry at your mommy. And you stormed off and went in your room and slammed the door and you were very, very angry. But then you know what? Then you felt bad. You felt bad because you were so angry at your mommy. And what was making you feel bad? You know what it was? It was your conscience. And what is your conscience? Your conscience is God's inner light shining upon you and showing you that you were doing something that wasn't right. The light shines. It's silent. There's no words. There's no concepts. That There's no images. It just shines upon things, and you can see. And in God's light, you saw that you were angry at your mommy, and you felt bad. Well, that's your conscience. Actually, your conscience is your intuition when it becomes 20-20 hindsight. See, your conscience, your intuition, your that's right, your intuition, that's what it is. The inner light from God gives you intuition. It's a wordless knowing, a wordless seeing, and it becomes a lamp unto your feet. 
and it guides you through life to many good and wonderful adventures and things. But when you fall away from it, when you separate from it, mainly by hating people, then it becomes 2020 hindsight. It's still there, but now it makes you feel bad. But as long as you don't want to admit you're wrong, see, as long as you don't want to admit you're wrong, then you reject your conscience. But if you could accept it, if you could just sit quietly when it shines upon you, when you've been impatient with your child or you've been phony with someone, then you see it. You just see it. And when you see it, don't duck it. Don't try to run from it. Don't reach for a cigarette or a marijuana or your iPhone. Just sit there and just bear the little bit of pain of seeing the truth about yourself. And admit it. Say yes. Quietly in your heart, say yes, I'm wrong. And when you're wrong in God's light, see, that's sweet. That's sweet. It's a sad lad. It's so sweet to come clean and to quietly admit in your heart. See, you didn't even you haven't wanted to admit to people. See, maybe when maybe when you were younger, you admitted something to someone and they took advantage or they looked down upon you or something. It didn't do any good anyway. Suppose they said, Oh, that's all right, or you're you're a nice person or something. It doesn't wouldn't wouldn't do you any good. What good would that do you? Nothing. But if in God's light you can simply see that you were wrong, being impatient with your child or whatever. Just see it. Then you also will see that two things. Number one, you will see that God's light doesn't lie. When it shows you that you're wrong, it's because you're wrong. God's light is honorable. See, all you've known are weak people, dishonest people, user people, phony people. But God is honorable. And you can respect him and what comes from him, and his, the purity of his light. And in the goodness of his light, see, you feel bad, but you only feel bad because of his goodness. But you see something even more wonderful. You also realize that he doesn't hate you. He doesn't judge you. He's just showing you that you're, you were wrong so that you can knock it off and then be okay. It's that simple. And then you'll realize that he forgives you. In fact, he never judged you in the first place. He just wants you to see. So, it's so beautiful. Why don't you get the meditation? Give it a try. It might help you to reconnect again with your intuition. And this time you'll see that it's intuition. And you won't resent it. And you won't duck it. When it makes you feel bad for a very short amount of time. And then after that, the clouds go away. And the sun shines. And the birds sing. And life is good. Hi, this is Roland. Are you interested in improving your relationship with your partner? Or how about improving your relationship with your kids if communication is not so good? Okay, and then how about getting rid of hurt feelings and misunderstandings and so on? Well, then you really ought to read one of my books about relationships and about marriage. And one of the ones that I don't talk about a lot, I should talk about more, is my book called Putting the Forever Back in Love. Oh, what a wonderful book. It's it's over 300 pages, putting the forever back in love. I talk about how to improve your relationship, what to do if your wife asks you to leave, how to forgive and forget, okay? How to stay married for a long time and live happily ever after, how to develop character and learn to bear suffering and grow from it, okay? And 
how to have understanding when you deal with other people, okay? And how not to judge your husband so much and how not to resent your wife. Well, may I recommend you get Putting the Forever Back in Love. Just visit SheddingShackles.com or TalkToAPastor.org and you can preview it for free. It's also on Amazon. Putting the Forever Back in Love. I think you'll really enjoy it. We're talking about touch points, about the touches of God and how you've been separated from your Creator. And I said that if you could refine your Creator and relate to Him properly, or let Him relate to you, see, there's nothing for you to do. There's nothing for you to do except to sit quietly and wait upon upon God. Wait for Him to show you things. That's all you need to do, which is nothing. You don't have to do anything. Anything you do, it's your ego jumping in again, trying to take credit for things and huff and puff and make things happen. Just let your hair down. Just be a regular person. Go about your business and wait for little revelations from God. The next time you're impatient with your child and before you never would have seen her, you would have justified it or excused it or rationalized it or blamed your child. Now you just see it. You see it. You see that you're wrong and you don't doubt it. It changes everything. It changes the moment. It changes the moment. Okay? So, now we're talking about that. But I want to mention the little promotion there for my book, which is called Putting the Forever Back in Love. That's a wonderful book. And I have another book that's very popular. When I say very popular, I, I don't mean it's selling like hotcakes, but what I mean is that it's, it's the one that most people, that's the first book most people get when they get something from me. They get that book. It's beautiful. It's very nice. And it's called The Myths and Mysteries of Marriage. So either one of those books are so good. They're on Amazon. You can find them also at SheddingShackles.com. They're in both Kindle and paperback. You can make a small donation and get a PDF for free. So they're good. So if, you have, if you're interested in relationships, and who isn't? But I mean, you want to you you hear something that might be useful to you and helpful to help you solve your relationship issues, then those books would be good. But don't forget, you, you can't take God out of it. God is a part of it. And you can begin to identify your the wordless word from your Creator. And it'll be when you feel a little bit bad when you've done something wrong or phony or when you've hated or resented someone. Then you'll just see it. That's God's inner light. It's the touch of God. It's the most beautiful thing. And it brings repentance. And it brings forgiveness. And it brings relief. And it brings joy. The touch of God. Until next time, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. You'll find lots of free, helpful information, and you can also order materials or make a donation by using your credit card. Once again, the web address is sheddingshackles.com. 
Please remember that Shedding Shackles is listener-supported. Thank you.